out of all three of us standing in the ring, I think to the fans, you're least qualified to fight for the championship. Whoa. Wow. No, no, that's because perception is reality and people view you as a follower, not a champion. The biggest difference between me and Sting and you and Chris Jericho is me and Sting view each other as equals. It's not called the Sting Appreciation Society. Listen, listen, you became TNT champion on your own and if you want to become world champion, you're gonna to have to do it on your own because I think Chris Jericho's holding you back. Jungle Jack, yeah, that works too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all of the pillars, you had to work the least hardest to get here. You oh. were hand-picked because you're a part of this California clique. Yeah, 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 ooh. Man. It's true, it's true. And I remember when you were first announced as AEW's newest hiring, I was still living in my car, not knowing if I would even make it to this company. You know, I'm standing here looking at that paint all over your face. And everywhere we go, I look out in this crowd and I see a bunch of little kids with that same paint on their faces. And all I can think is, oh boy, if they only knew what you're really like. You see, you're antisocial. You're unfriendly. You're rude to everybody that back there who you think isn't cool enough for you. And you want to come out here and say you were, you were jealous, you were living in your car, because I got signed first. This wasn't even your first choice. Oh. You're only here because you didn't make it as a skateboarder. Damn. Coming in hot tonight. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay! His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably looked like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Are impressions. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like, like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. I'm the professor. We were trying to fight the light because I still don't love electricity. How are you guys today? Look at, as you guys know, hey, hey. Remember last week, ODM referencing that I looked like the chick from Blair Witch Project because of how dark it was getting. I think it was a little gloomier last week. We got a little bit of sun, but while we are recording, I, we got to get this going as quick as possible. Yes, the RV is still without electricity. 
living really just straight in the country up here with the cows, all of it. But still, getting to watch some wrestling, and this week we're talking the Monday Night Wars. This week we have Unforgiven, and not just one night of wrestling following it. No, 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 no. Two nights, technically. And we also will be breaking down some, well, interesting news. You know, it's always funny when you hear about people kind of half living up to a gimmick. Million Dollar Man's son following up into a gimmick in a weird way. Uh, a lot of great stuff to talk about this week. And one of my favorite things, I, or biggest things I want to talk about this week will be... Uh, this past week's Dynamite with the Four Pillars, and I want to see what your reaction is. ODM, how in the motherfucking shit are you? Oh, you know, other than my job, things are going pretty fucking good. Future's so bright, I gotta wear blue blockers. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're gonna, I think our biggest topics, you like that? You, you, you caught up? Yeah, man, no, <laughs> hey, I, I, I got it. And, hey, man, it's funny because I can't wait to get to bring it to the table. It's gonna be a good fucking day. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's fucking get there. I think we're gonna beat the light because we're light on news. I think you and I are tired of modern wrestling, so we're gonna talk about old wrestling and how to fix new wrestling. It's funny you say we're, we're tired of modern wrestling. I always, I, so, I, I believe I've said this on the air. Every April and May, I get a lull because there's so much with the buildup of Rumble, the Mania, and everybody's events that I just don't give a shit about anything new. And yeah, I mean, there's not much to really care about uh, other than the fact that did you see that Sasha Banks only needed into her second title defense to drop it already? <laughs> I'm going to call her Sasha Banks again because that's pretty much what it's like. That's it, right pretty back to the much. same true style. Did you see the knot on her head? I didn't. I saw her hold. I saw some still images of her holding her head and that the, oh, uh, pretty, the uh, you know, scrum, you know, whatever. Yeah, pretty good size. But apparently she has resigned to do like an extension. So yep. I didn't realize. I thought she was going to be over there for a while, but she's only doing an appearance. I'm like, so she, there's a good chance she's going to go back to WWE or AEW, one yeah. or the other. Definitely. It definitely seems that way. Yeah. Naomi's there... been seen at GCW shows, so good for her. Oh, God. Thank God for that. <laughs> Did you see the video that schmuck set himself on fire at a mud show? Yeah, it was awesome. That's what you fucking get. You play with matches. I... You're going to get burned. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> God damn. Let's, let's not get into that kind of complaining today. Um, the thing I did reference earlier, Ted DiBiase Jr., I was a mega fan of him when he came in in 2010. No, no, like 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there. And, man, then he just went away. Okay, fine. And I knew that he was doing, I could have sworn insurance or some shit or as a job. And then now his name was in the headlines last week more than ever because he is being charged with stealing millions of dollars in a welfare scandal. I mean, I guess it's kind of true to character, right? You're all about money, trying to... <laughs> Never mind. All right. Break down the news. Him, and, Yeah, him and his dad actually already dealt with charges of, like, embezzlement, like, five, ten years ago. Okay, so this isn't the first yeah, time. Yeah, this isn't I the first so. time. And, I swear and, to God, I yeah. was like, I'm pretty sure And his sure other son, or... too. His other Brett, son, too. Brett DiBiase. So, yeah. So it's fucking, I guess it runs in the family. He was charged with six counts of wire fraud, one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, and to commit theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, four counts of money laundering, two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. If convicted, 20 years in prison for each wire fraud charge. 
10 years for each money laundering charge, and five years for each conspiracy charge. Good luck with that, bro. Dude, you got to get hooked up with, like, a Marty Bird. You know what I mean? You can't do that on your own, buddy. You, you watch Ozark. You, it's it's a very hard game to do, man, to, to do money laundering. But it wasn't for you, my man. Yeah, or apparently not. you could do it like we, we already brought up uh, Breaking Bad a couple of weeks ago. There you go. You Better call invest Saul. in a nail salon or, or a, a laser tag. <laughs> laser tag, that's right. <laughs> I love how hard he pushes laser tag. They even pull up to it. They even go to it, end, yeah. And they're like, no, no. <laughs> that was awesome, man. I'm going to go see if they have Pac-Man. <laughs> uh. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to bring up was just the unusual amount of injuries in wwe uh you know in the article i saw they listed a lot of like the nxt developmental contracts i'm not even gonna list those people uh but this Doesn't is the main me. i don't know them. exactly main roster injuries ready Big E, bray wyatt randy orton ronda rousey kofi kingston robert rude thomas tomaso champa aj styles Aaliyah, drew mcintyre johnny gargano and carmella Damn, that's a lot right now. Yeah. And it still feels you like know, they the have too many people. The second one, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. I'm right. Yeah. I'm, well, here's the weird thing, man. Today a on broken w- heart is not exactly an injury. Something's weird, though, because today... All right, I, I'm going to lead this into something else. Uh, today on WWE's uh, Facebook page, and it was today, because, you know, sometimes you'll see shit that's like a week old or a month old randomly, right? This was from today. It was a link... To Uncle Howdy's entrance music. I didn't even know we fucking had any. <laughs> so I feel like something's about to happen. Just because if they're... Po- why would they post that if they weren't going to do anything with it? You know what I mean? I've been hearing that a lot of people are very unsettled and uneasy, though, backstage with yeah. Vince being back. Yep, no, it's 100%. It just creeps people out. Well, and, and, and uh, fucking WWE's apparently pulling a Tony Khan. Because uh, I know last week, uh, you know, when after I think it was after Mania that SmackDown, they said that Triple H was going to come out because he already did the the one after WrestleMania. He was like, oh, we're not going anywhere. You're going to get the same programming. And then Thursday, it was the draft. Apparently, it's uh, he's coming out on Raw tonight for an announcement. But they, you know, apparently, everybody backstage has tight lips, so like, there's no, I don't know, it could be a new world so title. Was, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the draft is supposed to start Friday on SmackDown this coming Great. Friday. Great. I what if I just hope tonight's announcement and it's starting tonight. Go. Do they always line it up uh, with the uh, NFL draft? I don't think so. I think this is. Uh, I mean, I think they have a couple of times around this time of year. Yeah. You know, it's funny because nothing will ever beat the very first draft. The second and third, I think, were really good. Uh, in WWE, the one when John Cena came over with the championship, you're like, oh, okay. He just went from SmackDown to Raw. That is kind of big. And then, of course, Batista went over to SmackDown, you know, making the switch. Some of them just became ridiculous. But when it happens, you would see good things happen. They did that one in 2016. And that's when, like, Daniel Bryan and, and Shane McMahon were in charge. It looked like things were going to be good because you had the split of the shield. You had to split a lot of things. Everything's looking great. But the, right. every other draft has just been a, a – it's been bullshit. It sucks every time. But they're saying this one is going to be bigger 
and better and more important than ever. Yeah, yada, of course yada, it yada. is. Which is the Tony Khan. It's, yeah. Mark! I'm over here like, but it's going to be a good one! <laughs> you know what? I mean, see, and that's the thing. I'm a Mark, too. My Marcusness my, my Marcus, shows up because I'm like, well, maybe I'll fucking throw on Raw just so I can see what the announcement is. And then I'm like, well, why would you do that and not just go to Twitter and find out? <laughs> just I check Twitter every 15 minutes. <laughs> I know I've said this before, but I'll never forget the 2002 one because after Raw was over, they said, and go to WWE.com tomorrow to find out what's going on. And that was my first year of college. And I spent a lot of time at the computer lab that day just hanging around WWE.com yep. looking at things. Someone would walk by, click over, oh, the report I'm working on, back over. Oh, shit, RVD, cool, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, man, we said we don't have a whole lot to really bring to – uh, the news side of results this week. We're going to get in it under an hour. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's just talk about, really, Dynamite. Well, first, before I get to Dynamite, I do think this is kind of funny. For Impact. Nick Aldis <laughs> returns. He says he has one thing in mind. I think he goddamn said it on the fucking intro. He did. It's, last we week. played it. We played the clip. <laughs> uh, he wants the title. Number one contender for Steve Macklin's title is... PCO. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Huh? Like, are you kidding me? I... <laughs> We're watching <sighs> this guy. We started watching this guy at the beginning of the wars. Yep, yep. He's still in there a little yeah, bit, he's too. He's still in there at the compactors, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, it. I liked PCO. We said in, like, 2019, the... Madison Square Garden bump that he took when he went from, like, the top rope to the outside on the floor. You know, like, it was good. He was just at Rebellion against Eddie Edwards in, like, a last rights match, which yeah. was basically a fucking coffin match. And now you're fighting for the world championship? You just lost me. I don't want to go down that road too much because for someone that doesn't really pay attention to Impact anymore as much as I used to, I guess I can't get upset about it. Right. They killed Johnny. No! <laughs> Still one of the best things ever. I'll never forget watching yeah. it and being like... Uh, they even had the camera really? shot from above so you could see him looking up at heaven, shaking his arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Dynamite, I'm going to leave the the top one of the last year. Um, the Four Pillars, they had another promo where this time it was the three contenders in the ring all talking shit. And then MJF comes out. I gotta be honest, man. I <laughs> was some of it a, a work shoot purposely. I'm not sure. Jungle Boy at Darby Allen, he goes, you know, I at least I am. Like he's like Sammy. He is who he is. He says he's a prick, but he also is a great wrestler. You Darby, you're full of shit. You know, coming at him saying like you're deep down, you're an asshole. And I was like, huh. And Darby had like a smirk on his face. I was like. This is interesting. I, I, I was kind of shocked that they're doing that. Uh, but, look at Everybody had a good argument to bring to the table. And then MJF comes out. And we have a Four Pillars tournament for the title. And it is, well, was that night Jungle Boy losing to Sammy Guevara. Because Guevara got in cahoots with MJF. And MJF was like, look at uh, you get to main event double or nothing and yada, yada, yada. So now he wins, and now he gets to fight tonight against Darby Allen. Now, personally, I've seen Guevara and Darby Allen already. 
I would have much rather seen a one-on-one Darby and Jungle Boy. That would have been great, especially after that promo and everything that happened. However, um, I'm personally mad. And, you know, shout out to Lil John. He's the one who said it to me uh, when I saw him this past weekend. Look it. There's time. We could still get the four pillars for four-way match. And I'm like, but because I said to him, I'm mad because it's now going to be just a one-on-one from what it seems at Double or Nothing. But what are your thoughts? So I did see uh, on Twitter that MJF and Sammy Guevara have kind of started a bromance. It's hilarious. MJF tweeted, Sammy and I decided to pay for each other's blue check marks so we don't seem like marks for ourselves. And then there's one, it's MJF. It's a screenshot of him on like a, a video, a FaceTime call, holding his cat. And Sammy's holding his cat. And he's and MJF is like, Mr. Butterbean had his first play date today. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. I didn't know they were going that far. This was, it's fucking, that's it's fucking hilarious. Now, my thing is this. I am interested in the whole four pillars thing. They're, they're calling it out. It's very meta. However, me personally, I think they should have just went Darby and MJF, keep the other two out of it. Let them feud with each other until this is over. Personally, me, I don't want the other two involved. I just want it to be Darby and MJF. Just my two sons. I think, I think if we get the one-on-one, I think it's going to be Darby and MJF. There's no sure, way it's going to be but Sammy I'm talking and about MJF. the build-up. I'm talking about even the build-up. It could have been from involved. the start. You know? They should have just had a three-way match. and just. But I think the problem is that does that quote-unquote knock your two other pillars, right? I, I think it's... right. I don't know, man. I, I kind of liked the idea of, of a four-way. I, if they, I, I if they it did it, a better match. Yeah, if they did, I, I would want it to be an eliminator. I like those better. Oh, absolutely. Than just the absolutely. random shit. Yeah, so. Uh, the Jericho-Adam Cole promo, one-on-one face-to-face, turns into Jericho baiting Cole, and then Britt Baker comes out, but that was to have her bait or bait her to come out so that the outcast would come and join. Now, there's a lot of people talking shit about the handcuff. Did you see the handcuff? <laughs> Hang on. It's magic. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hang on. Look it. I watched it. I think he cuffed him to the rope with one cuff. To the I don't air? think that <laughs> No. I'm saying the cuff and his wrist were all in the same one cuff. Or no, hang on. The the rope The chain and... was wrapped around the rope you're saying you think. No, 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 no. His his wrist and the rope were in one cuff. I don't know, still looked phonier than a football bat as Cornette would say. I don't. The reason I'm saying that is because if he had used, I mean, Adams Cole's wrist would chain, be small then enough. He would have, if it was the chain, he could have reached over and grabbed Brett and stopped it, right, or covered her. But if his one hand was tight, he would add his other hand free, and it was a long ass chain. He could have used to start beating shit out of people with it, and he didn't. <laughs> terrible, just terrible. <laughs> okay, I don't even know why I'm over here fucking defending it. Did you? I know. Why are you? Hang on. It looked real. <laughs> A part I didn't like, look at I love Konosuke Tateska. Same here. And I would rather him be a Blackpool Combat Club heel badass fighter 
than a bitch being yep. with the elite. A bitch. Man, a bitch. And now, yeah, Don Callis had him come out and help save the day uh, with the whole beat down. I'm still thinking blood and guts. I don't know. I keep saying that word. But you know what it's going to be? Oh, my God. I just realized it. It's going to be anarchy in the rule. Anarchy anarchy in the arena, too. Ooh, no. Yeah. No, they're going to do it. No, you know what you call it, though? Anarchy in the UK. No, this is going to get done before. This is going to be in the... uh, Oh, okay. This will probably get done at Double or Nothing. It's way too far away. That's August. We have way too many pay-per-views in the way. I'm but, still I'm sure they'll still do it. The Arnarchy Anarchy in the UK match. Not a bad idea. I I did see Soraya threatened physical body harm to Tony Khan if she's not on the show at uh, all in. It's you might like that. Doesn't sound like a threat. Can I hug you? That's all I want to know. And can I bring, <laughs> like, can I, I can I bring you, my I, snow? I don't know if I've ever said this. I probably have. I probably said it more than once, but I'm going to say it again. The look that he gives when he hugs people, it's like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber, where he's having the daydream sequence, and he hugs Mary Swanson, and he just grabs her, and he lifts up the dress and looks at her ass and puts it down, and he gets that smile on his face. That's what Tony Khan looks like. <laughs> Exactly. That's what Tony Khan looks like when he's fucking hugging people. There's a, a YouTube video. Just look up Tony Khan hugging compilation or some shit like that. And it's great watching him like just jump over chairs to go hug someone. The Claudio one is always one of my favorites. The one with uh, Martha Hart. At oh, I think that's a number one. That's a number that, one. Oh, my God. It's yeah, he's great. I love him. No. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, do you know oh, what man. you do when you want to elevate a championship when you have someone like Cody Rhodes have it multiple times and Darby Allen and Brody Lee? You play hot potato with it and you have everybody hold it within about a four-week span. Yeah, and then a potato hits the fucking table and hits the wall. Yeah, I... I you know, one of my favorite terms that I use a lot is fever dream. Like, I'm like, I was watching this. I thought I was having a fever dream. I fucking look on Twitter. I thought I was having a fever dream again. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm confused. Is this an old tweet or is somebody just being cynical or did this really just happen? You know, it's funny because Dax Shepard keeps, Dax Shepard, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Dax Harwood keeps doing, uh, you know, things about wanting to, Team with Punk, things like that. You know, right. Like his own. So I'm like, they're not going to get involved with it. But if you take a look right now, Sean Spears just came back. Yeah. And every Pinnacle person is holding championship right now, if you really look at it. And I'm like, if they came back together without Tully, but maybe used Arn, I'm like, turn Wardlow heel. MJF is running the shit with FTR. Wouldn't happen. But just saying, everybody's holding championships right now, which is kind of cool. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's but now you got Arn Anderson with Wardlow, and he's like, and we're playing chess. And of course, he does this fake fucking gunpoint, and oh my god, people get scared. It's I can't, no, I can't. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. No, I can't, I can't. Let's go to the table. Can I? Can I finish? Yeah, go ahead. I'm finished. 
No, for real. I'm good. Go ahead. Say what you have to say. <laughs> I was, just, I was, I, it, hey, it gives me a chance to relive his promo with Cody where he did the, I pull out my Glock and I shoot him right between the eyes. <laughs> it's still one of the best promos in AEW ever. <laughs> yeah, but they can't reference it. Well, they will. Yeah, they'll always reference Cody. Yeah. Yeah, no problem with that. Um, I don't know, man. Everything is just up, down, all over the fucking place with this yeah. company. And I, you yep. know why I'm saying I can't? Because we have time later on. That title, it's in the pot with the spaghetti that's getting thrown against the wall. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Nice. Now, can we go get a fucking table? Let's get a table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! So you said that you kind of had a, a a day with work. Let me tell you something funny. Last week, my supervisor and I are chatting. Now, he knows that I'm a wrestling fan. And there's this guy at work that's on my team. We don't like each other. Mm. And I'm not necessarily quick to call him on his shit. I won't do it, like, publicly on every one of our Zoom meetings or something like that. I might make a little nod or whatever if I need to. You know, I'm, I'm a good subtle hint guy. Um, And doesn't matter. Anyway, my <laughs> I was try, I was I was about to go in depth and I was like it doesn't matter. Hang on, I was trying to see how yeah, much more I need dude. to give, but he's a douche. Anyway, my supervisor just goes, "I feel like you guys just have like this weird underlying like storyline with wrestling." You know what I mean? Like he goes, "You guys oh. just have this feud going." And I go, "Yeah? Well then, let me cut a fucking promo on our next Zoom meeting and then ask you all to give me a hell yeah and let's see how many of you follow along with me. Man, he fucking laughed. He was like, that's really awesome, dude. <laughs> if only you could do that. <laughs> dude, <laughs> well, let me tell you something. What? No. All right, man, what do you got? So I saw a, I, I don't know if uh, Jim Duggan recently put out a book or if he's had one out for a while and it was just somebody talking about an excerpt from it, but it was an excerpt from his book. Telling a story about when they were in WCW, so probably, you know, not long ago where we are currently in the wars, you know. Duggan's actually probably still there. I think they were in Australia. And uh, Duggan and his wife are coming down from the hotel room, and they're about to go get breakfast. They get to the bottom floor, and all of a sudden, Juventud Guerrera goes running by with no clothes on. Somebody, I don't remember if it was another wrestler, if it was, uh, you know, one of the security guys, one of the bookers or agents or whatever, tries to grab him, can't. Hoovy makes it outside. And he's just running through this fucking town, city, wherever they are in fucking Australia, until the fucking cops just come and just tackle the shit out of him. And they throw him in the back of a pat, and they start macing him and shit, and they throw him in the back of a paddy wagon. But it's not like, you know, you know, in America, you know, you see in the movies and shit, you know, it looks like a SWAT vehicle. It's just the back opens up, and you fucking benches in there. Apparently, this was just a fucking flatbed with, like, chicken wire over it. And he goes, he goes, then they start spraying him with the hose. And Duggan's like, well, what the fuck is up with that, man? Duggan goes up to the cop. He's like, man, he's fucking in there. Why are you spraying him with a hose? To get the mace off his face? And Duggan's like, <laughs> oh man, that's cool. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I didn't mean Duggan's, to interrupt. Duggan's like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. You know, next time you don't need a mace. You could use this board here. <laughs> yeah, I got some uh, tape Yo. in my crotch here. <laughs> can you use that as the cuffs? 
I never thought we'd talk that much about Jim Duggan on the show. I know. In the last several years, we've his name comes up so much. But it's so coincidental that you actually had that story because today, this day in history, do you know what he did? Hacksaw? He yelled, Ho! Tough guy! <laughs> and in one of our earliest segues ever, let's go to the wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the Bellwines have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! We got you! He's obviously a cameraman. What you should do is step back and show people how cheap this office building is that you guys rent. Have you ever been to Stanford? Let me tell you what it's like in Stanford. The building is huge. It's like 15 stories. got a big WWF sign on the top of it, which is a lot better than this. This is horrendous. I want you to want me. He's cocky. A showman. A collector of fine arts and ring attire. Who reveals the face behind the mask. I can't cover up this face. A man who ends careers. He will never, ever step into the ring again. There's a trend sweeping the nation one arena at a time. Wouldn't you like to be a Jericho-holic too? You like me! Well, enough is enough! And it's time for a change. We're there. That's right. I knew it had to come soon. Yeah, I, I was waiting I was for it. I was just questioning in my head last <clears throat> week or a couple weeks ago. I was like, huh, when is only going to join, join the nation? I, oh, yeah. I could tell right at the beginning of the match the way it was starting to play out. I'm like, oh, this is it. Like You could tell it yep. was about to happen. Now, look, I want to quickly break down the wars. Um how the flow of the days went here because things were just a little funky, but I also want to tell you a quick little story. So you have unforgiven on Sunday night, Monday Mm -hmm. night, you have raw and you have one hour of nitro because the NBA playoffs, uh, not finals at this point, it's the playoffs, which at this point it's okay. The bulls were still in and they were going to win that season. So I was absolutely okay. I'm sorry. What's your team? The Knicks, which is why I stopped watching basketball. Anyway. And the Nitro will be two hours on Tuesday, which you and I have discussed. We assume you definitely recorded all on Monday and changed clothes, went on to the next day because some people did repeats, as we will get to. For the first time, my system 
has failed me with my stuff that I had set up. The only thing that was missing was out of my content. Somehow, I have a duplicate episode of Raw. And I watched a different fucking Raw for a little bit until I realized I was wrong. (laughs) Somehow, my Raw wasn't the night after Unforgiven. No, 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 no. My Raw was the night after Over the Edge a month from now. Oh. So a lot of shit had changed. And I go, what the fuck? What? What, what the <laughs> fuck? Huh? And I was, and I go, oh, you got to be shitting me. So to come to find out, I didn't have this raw on file. So, you know, kind of like, you know, I feel like a Dave Meltzer. I got my own system, right? My own filing system. Everything I got, all my hard drives, my almanacs, my magazines, everything. And I couldn't fucking find just that one episode, so I had to go to the to actually finally see that episode of Raw. So I just thought it was kind of, you know, it was rough. I thought my system was going to be nice and easy, and no, I had to take 10 extra steps. None of you gave a fuck about that. Let's get to Unforgiven. All right, Unforgiven. Not Over the Edge or the Night After. Not not Over the Edge. Excuse me, Rooney. Greensboro, North Carolina, Lawler, JR, and commentary. Uh, you get D'Lo, Mark Henry, and The Rock with Kama versus Farouk, Blackman, and Shamrock. What I loved is Kama is, he was, at least this night, was in full Godfather mode. He had the leather vest, the hat. He didn't have the cane. He didn't have the cigar. But, I mean, he was fucking, he was Godfather mode. I wonder how long until his name gets switched, or did he just go straight pimp to Godfather? Like he stayed comma. I don't know. We'll find out. Why are we gonna yeah. ask? Yeah, there you go. Uh, D'Lo's starting to do his head wobble, which is cool to see. Farouk hit a dominator on the rock, almost dropped him on his goddamn heed. Uh, gets the win that way. Cole interviews Farouk post match, and he, Farouk goes, "This is only the beginning." Okay, <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Pretty sure it's the end. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to introduce you to this uh, other fella. He's from Texas, and he has nothing to do. And you'll be working with The Undertaker soon. Yep. Along with one of the Godwins. Are you allergic to pain? Because we're going to be putting some shit on your chest. (laughs) And the daughter of the company. The owner of the company. (laughs) What other references can we do? (laughs) <laughs> and the world champ. I mean, all right, anyway. Uh, speaking of the world champ, Austin comes to the ring, gets the mic, and he drags the timekeeper into the ring. He goes, last week, Vince, Vince told you to ring the bell, didn't he? And he said, he gave this weird answer. I ring the bell when it's time to ring the bell. And he goes, if Vince screws me after I'm done whipping his ass, you'll be next. And that's the bottom line. Wait, my favorite part in this, though, is he goes, do you, he goes, did Vince tell you to ring the bell? And he goes, I am. Um, he goes, put some bass in your voice, son. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> It was great him just running this this guy down, and he looked like a guy that should get run down. I just their, their oh time, yeah, you know what I mean. Their timekeeper just happens to look that way, so it fucking worked. It worked brilliantly. So, yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe they had a fill in for the timekeeper because no, I've seen him before. Oh, you have? Okay, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, before our next match, we get a shark cage getting lowered. And I'm oh, like, yeah, that's, that's weird. Right. And I'm like, I, that's weird because I don't remember them mentioning it on Raw. Was this like just a last minute thing where they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to put China in a shark cage? No, they did mention it. 
<clears throat> briefly during that six man tag that they had that Slaughter put together, oh, they yeah, said yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. China will be suspended above the ring. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, anyway, we get Owen versus Triple H for the European title. Uh, Slaughter's at the ring to make sure China gets in the cage. Um, they're going through all this. Isn't anybody not thinking about the three other guys in DX? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we we have a cage cam, which Jim Ross puts over beautifully as another WWF innovation. A camera. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's like when they use the Wiley Coyote camera, they like to call it, for the for the ladder <laughs> above, right? Yeah, this is attached right. to her, so you could watch what her reaction is like from yeah. above the whole time. You, you can, Can I tell you, you something about this match that impressed me the most? What's that? Only China. Yeah. Yeah, well, well. speaking of China, she pulls out a file. My first thought is, because I don't remember this, China pulls out a file, I'm like, uh, even if you fucking cut the bars, you're 20 feet above the ground. What are you going to What are you gonna do? Okay. Oddly enough, it's in a match with Owen in it, which is kind of creepy on itself. I was going to say. Coincidence. <laughs> Fucked up. <laughs> Look out. Um. <laughs> Jesus. She drops the fucking file, and then she's trying to pull the bar open, you know, and eventually she does, and then she's just hanging from the bottom of the cage. At one point, Owen just stands directly underneath her and is like, what you doing? <laughs> hey. And then, and then she, yeah, <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> no, but I'm going to tell you something, man. That's why I was impressed. This bitch hung. Yes, with strong. her yeah. hands, the entire, I would say for at least a solid, no bullshit, two to three minutes before the cage finally lowered to the ground. And she was only holding the platform, sometimes bringing one hand back, bringing it back. Maybe about two minutes. I'll give it two minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Long enough for Owen to go over and go, hey, baby. <laughs> The cage gets gets lowered eventually by Road Dog uh, distraction. Triple H wins. Uh, Owens gets interviewed by Cole, and uh, Owen says, "This bullshit needs to stop." <laughs> and that's when he goes, "In enough is enough." But he doesn't do. It's time for a change. He goes, I've had enough. enough. <laughs> he just keeps saying, "Enough is enough." And then he was like, "We're not gonna take it." I don't know why I did that. Car- yeah, I don't know. We'll move past it. Cornette comes to the ring. Uh, JR says, you know, some of Cornette's biggest successes happen in this in this arena, uh, which is pretty cool. It is, you know, one of your, you know, bigger towns from the territory days. So, uh, yep, JR calls out uh, the uh, Midnight Express. I'm sorry, Cornette does. Uh, we get the Rock and Roll versus the Midnight for the NWA tag titles. The Midnight retain. <sighs> All right. We get a quick interview by Doc Hendricks to Luna with Gold Dust in the back, and then we get the match. Is it a brown panties match or is it a nightgown match? I mean, it's a brown panties match because you got to strip them down to their brown panties, but they're wearing nightgowns. Like, they didn't have to wear nightgowns. They could have wore other shit. No. Like, a nightgown is something like you wear to bed. This was an evening gown match. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. What, are you fucking at fucking Marshall's the other day? Did you find anything nice? Are you going to go to the top of the pops? You know pops what? I was, I was, and Doc Hendricks is there like, look at these pants, $7. <laughs> oh, 
All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we get the match. Marrow's too embarrassed to be at ringside. And honestly, the only thing I have to say is some matches you just watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Five star. Dave Meltzer. Write it down. Uh, basically, what happens is, you know, Sable's. This is teased. what made me hate the Attitude Era. Yeah, as no, soon fair as enough. I got maybe five seconds into it. I go, uh, and yeah, I just skip to the end. Watch this for this fucking stupid podcast we do. Yeah, <laughs> well, I love it. Uh, <laughs> basically, Sable's getting teased that her dress is ripping throughout the match. Marrow comes out and distracts her. Luna rips her shit off. And boom, there you go. Big pop, though. Uh, Sable hits a Sable bomb. Then they just randomly go under the ring. Sable comes out with Luna's underwear. Puppies. You know, you know. one thought that I had is, like, they when they were putting all that silicone in Sable's chest, they couldn't bother to put a little bit in her ass? <laughs> you guys might want to balance it out. She may fall over or have back problems one day. I mean... You know, they talk about the curtains and, you know, the carpet not matching. This is like the fucking headlights and the fucking tailgate don't match. <laughs> I guess it would be headlights. And I don't have but... anything, man. I'm I'm sorry. I All just... right. Well, we'll Look move on. As much as I love some good boobies, and I do love boobies, I couldn't deal with this shit. It's. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Terrible. Yeah, no, it is. You know what's funny is that, like, I think it's like, bam, 29, no, I don't know, whatever year, the cat, you remember Stacy something, whatever her name is, uh, the cat, she's the skinny little chick that was banging Jerry Lawler for a little while, he's the one oh. he quit over. They had a point where they took her shirt off and actually it was like real tits, but she was in like the mud and shit like that. I'm like, you couldn't do that with Sable? Really? You had to put her in this stupid thing with Luna? Couldn't even get it. Never mind. See, I can't. God. Yeah. Let me tell well, you this story about another time that a rubber broke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Please, no. McMahon comes to the room with the Stooges. McMahon says something catastrophic is going to occur here tonight. That could mean anything. This is the WWF after all. That's his words, not mine. Um, Vince brings up, he gets heat, more heat from the crowd by saying he was born in North Carolina. Uh, and he says, I'm not going to be held responsible for what happens in this ring. Uh, and not if stone cold screws stone cold. And before I even reference that JR goes, well, it sounds like that's a time honored tradition, I guess. Oh, good. I like every show is referencing it now. Good. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Brett's tired of being screwed by not ta being talked about being screwed on WWF TV. And Vince is like, and I'm the screwer. <laughs> well, that indeed he is. Yeah, paralegals, watch out. Next up, New Age Outlaws <laughs> versus LOD 2000. Gunn comes out with a blow-up doll. I guess it's supposed to be uh, North Carolina's basketball coach, I think he's what he said. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was more funny. It was that. I didn't even know who it was, but the crowd yeah. really fucking got mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gun uses. I think it was just funny hearing uh, JR go, it's a goddamn, we're not, it's a, it's a blow up now. My mama's watching. <laughs> yeah, so ref gets distracted, gun uses a title on Hawk. They only get a two count. They try it again, but Hawk ducks. He hits a German suplex into a bridge to get the three count, but then Fink <laughs> announces right as there, it's a, basically a dusty finish. It was the worst dusty finish, though, yeah. of all time. It Hang was. on. Hang on. So to it. it was a German suplex by Hawk onto 
Owen? Or why did I say Owen? Jesus, wow. I, I just Billy. went back two years thinking that Owen and Bulldog were tag champs. Holy shit. Right. On Billy. Um, Hawk, on Billy. And the ref is on one side. And you can see clearly that Billy Gunn's both arms are, or shoulders are down. Mm-hmm. And the camera angle we get, Hawk has one up the whole fucking time. Clear as day. You could have put animal under there. And then the ref calls it and tells Fink that your tag champs still are the new age outlaws. And the ref is saying Hawk's shoulders were down. They reshow this thing three times from the same angle that was not the first one. Right. They show it where it's head to head where the only thing you see down is Billy Gunn, and you see nothing of Hawk at all. They're like, well, I mean, if the ref saw it, and I'm like, <laughs> I have the rewind button. I just saw it. It was bad. And it I'm was like, was bad. Hawk, do you think Hawk was like, I don't know, I've been drunk? And he, not that necessarily, but he was like, you know what? I'm tired of losing these fucking maggots. I'm putting the shoulder up. Tired of being screwed. I don't know. Yeah, it was fucking. Oh, that's it was, good. We it, could bring it into this storyline too. Exactly. Hawk actually takes out the ref afterwards. He gets uh, stretchered out and uh, skanky in the Doomsday Device. Yay! <laughs> Tennessee Lee introduces Jeff Jarrett and Sawyer Brown. If you ever want to see the worst lip sync production ever, watch this segment. This, this fucking country worse. band. This is the most famous country band in a fucking world in 1998. They look like a fucking college REM cover band. The guy dances like a twat. It was fucking terrible. It it's it fine. Look at he was maybe he was singing. I don't know. Maybe he, I don't know if he was or not. But one man who was not goddamn singing was Jeff Jarrett. The vocals sounded that they were basically the same person. <laughs> The same guy, <laughs> Sawyer Lee or T- Sawyer Brown or Sawyer Brown, yeah, Huckleberry Finn. Doesn't matter. Anyway, it was horrible. It be and you know what? Maybe they made that whole Jeff Jarrett with uh, Road Dog doing the with my baby tonight to right. make the storyline. Okay, I got it, I got it. But the second time, we all know goddamn well the dude can't sing, and then when you hear it. I mean, all right, I'm going to try and give you a quick... If you guys do not watch this, all right, I'm going to do everything I can to give you an impression right now. First is Jeff Jarrett, okay? I am the greatest entertainer. I am the greatest singer, songwriter. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, not, not the best impression. I'm saying voice level, okay? Now, let me give you the singing voice. Singing my baby wanna hit tonight. It was like fucking high, like high, high alto guy singing or fucking tenor. Real. No way Jeff Jarrett's voice ever goddamn getting there. It sounds and like I had to watch played... that for four fucking minutes. It sounds like they just took the studio cut of that song off an album and just played it over the PA. Oh, no one was playing, not even the drummer. It, it was like uh, <clears throat> they faked it at the end of. Uh, Airheads. <laughs> I ain't lip singing, man. It could be Pip farting on a snare drum. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. I ain't farting on a snare drum. Yep. Yeah, it was bad. No, it was really fucking bad. Really, really, really bad. I don't even want to talk about it ever again. All right, good. 
Next we get Taker you know versus Kane. The Jeff Jarrett is banned from this show for the next day. <laughs> we can't right. talk about his appearance on Raw either. <laughs> Taker versus Kane in their Inferno match. Uh, we'll get through it real quick. Everybody knows this match. They have the fucking flames around. At one point, Kane heads to the locker room. Vader jumps him. Uh, Taker hits his tope over, which was, I mean, ha- it was a cool sight to see with the fucking flames, and he just goes flying out of the ring. That was a, a good picture. I like a good still right. of that. Okay. Before we get to the end, because that's pretty much mm-hmm. what's up next, I would assume. Uh, if you if you've seen this before, there is a long mm-hmm. ass pipe that goes from entrance all the way to under the the ring, and it's yep. all the propane or whatever it would be, the gas or whatever you know, like lighting it. Yep. And it's funny because every time they're about to do a move, it's like they timed it just wrong every time. Like, all right, look at if this yeah. was me. Let them hit the mat and then go. Pew, pew. Their, like that. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's like they were doing it too early on like time, nearly yeah. everything, and you were missing shit. All you were seeing was flames when the yep. move was actually happening. It was it was not well done. And all I could think about is the taker that gets burned in like 2010 when he jumps over in 98, being like, motherfucker, they, they better not hit that button right now. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, Oh, yeah, no yeah, shit, right? Trust right there in that last part. Yeah, because the flames were... Yeah, the flames were going that high, so, yeah, he easily couldn't have got... He could have gotten singed if they fucking flame on at that point. Yep. Um, so, yeah, take... What? Now, the question I have is this. Did Kane, in all that time, when Kane and Vader and Taker are tussling around for a second after he does that jump. Does Kane go get his hand wrapped up in something? What is it? Because you could clearly, it feels like if you look at it, like a wax looking dip, doesn't it kind of look like, do you, does that not look like, like a stunt kind of, I, I, I can, I I can feel you, you tell me. I can feel you. Go for it. All right, so uh, let's just get up. Let's, let's get up to that point real quick. Uh, after the tope, uh, Taker hits a couple chair shots on Kane, and he ends up chasing Bearer uh, actually up to the music stage. Puts the fucking bass drum over Bearer's head, <laughs> stabs him with the mic stand a couple times, and then he goes back into Kane. Kane falls back into the ropes, and they did it. The camera angle was weird. It was from the side, so you necessarily couldn't see his hand, and it looked like he left it there for a while on purpose. Like, it didn't yep. catch right away. He had to leave it there. He laid it on it. No looking. bullshit. <laughs> so so I, what I believe it is is a type of gel. And it's a very unique type of gel because it's fire retardant, but it's also very flammable. So you can get a good flame on it, but it, the, the gel itself is going to keep your body part protected. Now, obviously, you only have a limited amount of time before it burns away and you're fucked. Right? But... um. Yeah, Hence that's the reason so, from burn to him being in the back is like 20 feet seconds. Feet don't fail me now. Never seen Kane move <laughs> yeah. that fast before ever. So Doing a I spinning think happened, dance like a little ballerina down the middle of the fucking aisle walking around with his arm in the air just spinning going, oh! And you <laughs> right. watch Taker, watch him go all the way to the back. They have the curtains already up and ready to go. Yeah. Like you can see clear yeah. too, like... Past Clear shot. The gorilla position. Some guy was just sitting in a chair back there. It was fucking hilarious. Yep. Like, get up, asshole. Where's the fire extinguisher? <laughs> so my thought is, Taker. Bro, that, that we're gonna set him on Taker. fire. Sorry. <laughs> that segment with Taker chasing Bear to the stage took a long time. 
So what I'm thinking is somebody was under the ring because they don't. You don't see Kane until the moment where he Taker gets back and knocks him into the fire. Uh, right. So I think there's probably Kane was after the headshots probably was able to lay there and get his arm underneath so they could get it all prepared and everything. Because I have a hard time to believing that they just would have done it on the floor where all the fans could see it. Yeah, that's that's why I was just kind of like, but. If everybody's paying attention to everything that's going on with Taker and Paul Bear, you might get your people right at ringside that may see Kane kind of putting his arm under the ring, like you're saying. But yeah, I it was I was just curious if you knew how it was done. I like that. I uh, it's funny because look at WrestleMania 14. Both guys pretty much dry as a fucking bone when they get to the ring. This one, both of them are fucking soaked head to toe. Well, look at yeah, we're not gonna get on fire, but at the same point, we should probably get a little wet ahead of time. Like yeah, right. Taker had like sopping wet hair before getting to the ring. That's yeah. not normal for his style. Yeah, but it was interesting. Yeah, you mean yeah, good. Yeah, but it yeah. was not uh, <laughs> not something fun to watch. I didn't really care for it. No, it was a cool concept. It's just hard to do in reality. They just couldn't do it. A match between the two of them would just would have been better. So. We had a quick video package before the main event about the Austin McMahon rivalry. And we get Dude Austin versus uh Dude Austin versus Love. <laughs> Dude Austin versus Steed Love. There you go. I like it. Those two guys for the world title. Uh halfway through uh the stooges come down with man, they have a chair for Vince to sit at ringside. And this is just kind of like a comedy act because it's Vince like, keep motioning at the timekeeper and just being very animated. Um Vince is trying to wake the, wake the ref up after a ref bump. McMahon and Austin do a tug of war with a chair. Dude knocks it into Austin's face, but Austin returns the favor. And then your spot of the night, McMahon's trying to help dude back up, and Austin just hits a headshot on Vince. Rolls hard, uh, hard too. Yeah. Uh, rolls uh, dude in. Stunner retains. Fink announces that Austin's been DQ'd for hitting a WWF official. Uh, and they put Vincent, you know, on the board with the fucking neck brace. Like it's the steroid trials all over again. I did forget to say earlier when I think it was LOD. Yeah. When they did the doomsday on the ref uh-huh. when they pulled the ref out and put him on a gurney. Mm-hmm. They put a towel over half of his body. I was like, oh, warm up, little buddy. I'm like, who the fuck took the time to do that? They never do that in wrestling. Who put a towel over him? Maybe the ref really had to itch his balls and are like, boys, you got to cover me up. I got to itch this thing. <laughs> you guys know I got jock itch. You guys know it was a prank. Come on, it was a fucking rib. Uh, the, it was every goddamn Steve Austin match in the Attitude Era. Look, some days I'm going to be happy about what I watch. Some days I'm not. I was a little pessimistic about this pay-per-view just because I felt like it was just a fucking throwaway. I didn't it care. was. It was. And it's funny because everybody's like, oh, but it, it, it was the first ever Inferno match. Eh, like I said, I think they ruined it with how every time someone did the move, they were hitting the gas or propane or whatever way too early. Yeah. And it made it look even faker. Mm-hmm. If they could have rigged it so that every time a big bump happened, it just made that thing. Right, that you hit the cool. mat and it just pushes down on something that... Right, compression. Yeah, I don't know, man. Hindsight, I don't know, man. But 
Why don't we talk about the Raw that I, uh, it took me about two hours to figure out how to watch. <laughs> well, the Raw that you eventually got to watch happened on April 27th. It was in Hampton, Virginia, uh, which was pretty much right down the road in a different town than WCW was running at that day. So you all know that this is the infamous uh, assault on WCW. And we get all the troops lined up and Gunn's got the bazooka between his legs and Triple H tells him at ease. It lowers. Uh, China hits Road Dog in the nuts with the butt of a gun. <laughs> Very, uh, I was going to say, uh, not stripes, maybe like Police Academy-ish kind of like. That's right stripes, now. yeah, no, Police yeah. Academy, yeah, definitely, definitely. And this is where uh, Hunter fucking breaks kayfabe because he, cause he goes, we're going to go down there to WCW. And he looks at the camera and goes, with the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I just love when he does that. It's fucking hilarious. So, yeah, we're going to get that coming up uh, throughout the episode. Uh, Shamrock and Owen versus Mark Henry and The Rock. There is a sign on the hard cam. I think it got took away because I kept looking for it. I didn't see it. It said, Vince rapes China. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Some people fucking got no, no sense. I think China would rape Vince. Probably. Well, wait, Probably. or did they, they mean the, the country? Was there a Y or an I? <sighs> there was a Y. <laughs> there was a Y. <laughs> Owen, <laughs> Owen starts in the ring, but Rock wants Shamrock. Rock keeps pointing to Shamrock. So Owen tags Shamrock, and they're both in the ring. They high-five each other, and then fucking Owen takes Shamrock on a trip to Dick Kick City. And we have your first, come on, man. I couldn't have been the only one back in the day. I think everybody was but like a white man in the nation of domination. It's like a He's black white sheriff. Like, for real. It was just, I was like, huh? Okay. All right. <laughs> well, and it's weird too, because they don't really embrace Owen, like hold his hand up or get on the mic and say, this is the newest member, but they walk up the ramp together. Um, something happened and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was done in post. I don't know if they had sound effects, but afterwards Owen puts Shamrock in a sharpshooter and he won't fucking, you know, first they pilmanize the ankle a couple times and then Owen locks in the sharpshooter and all of a sudden you hear this fucking snap and commentary goes, I think he stole his wallet. No, they go, did you hear the snap? <laughs> I was like, my version did not say that. And I was watching Peacock as well. But they go, did you hear that snap? I think his leg snapped. I'm like, wait a minute. They literally just play a sound effect. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, Not the first first or the last time they're going to be piping in sounds. Yeah. Well, fuck, it's 2023. I think they still do it from time to time. Um, Owen fucking bit Shamrock's face and actually drew blood. This is just bite me. I'm fine. It's all right. Just go. I don't know who you are. <laughs> it is Shamrock. He's a crazy motherfucker. Um, yeah, we get the love shack with fucking dude love. It's a just a promo. It's fucking dude actually brings up. Uh, he said something about you know there's a, there's a few ways we can go about getting the title on dude love. Uh, one we can bring back you know Shawn Michaels, and we can fight and see who who's the better man. He, that and the the crowd started booing. That was uh, that was interesting. interesting. But yeah, 
he's just he wants the title. He wants Austin. Whatever. Uh, back to DX. They are. It's you know everybody keeps talking about it's a tank. Oh, they rode the tank. They rode, dude. It was a jeep with a cannon and yep. a small cannon at that. And in this segment, the cannon actually gets fired, and it's so bad because they just cut from the actual feed of them doing what they're doing to just a close up of the end of the ending. Poof. <laughs> it was. They've got side they've got a cr- step to that. Uh, Mojo, whatever top one hundred fifty, whatever they did of uh, Mandala effects. Mandala effects, yeah. And that was one of them. Yeah. That everybody thinks it was a tank when it was a fucking jeep. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think it's cool. Well, I was like, wow, wrestling made this. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. DX at one point, they must have went through the crowd and be like, who's the who's the best looking MILF over here? Who's the best? She's cute. Bring her over there. And they bring her on camera. And, who you know, who's the worst wrestling in the world? WCW. And, you know, they just did that whole thing. So next you get the Headbangers versus the Funk Brothers. Um, the match gets called at one point, yet they still keep going. So, yeah. Back to DX, they're at the, uh, this is, I think, one of the better parts, because it's not one of the ones you see a lot, but they're at the arena entrance, and you can see there's, like, a couple staff guys outside, and you can see the other ones on the other side of the glass. And, I'm sorry, call me a mark, but to me, that doesn't look planned. That looks like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Why are you here? Get the fuck out of here. Yep. I I thought the same, and it's funny, because if you listen to Nash talk about it, he him and Hall were like, yo, let him in. Let us Come go. On, yeah, man. let him in. Because yeah, it's going to create ratings on both sides. Like Everybody's going to watch Nitro for that, knowing that's happening. He's like, let him in. But there's no way they're going to let him in. But I love the whole thing. I think it's hysterical. Yep. Uh, X-Pac gives a shout-out to Na- Nash and Hall, and Triple H goes, <laughs> let my people go. Let my people go. I love that one. Uh, McMahon go- coming to the ring. He's walking slow. Uh, the booze transition into Austin Chance. Um, he's basically talking about getting hit with the chair. He has mild concussion, experience, dizziness, and nausea. You know, head, head, inju- head injuries are no laughing matter. So, um, Vince says, it hasn't clouded my judgment. Should I, should I fire Austin? Ah, that'd be too good for him. I have other plans. He's going to defend his title against Goldust, because why the fuck not? Hey, we're going to have a special uh, guest referee. It's going to be Briscoe. Uh, and he, he tells Briscoe, if Austin leaves one finger on you, his can- Austin's contract will be termed, and we will revoke the title. Will you be unbiased? Yes, sir, Mr. McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, they show Austin backstage. He's all pissed off. Back to DX. This is where uh, they're going down the ramp towards that garage door that's closing as they get down there. And they just go, to the, we just want to talk to our friends. <laughs> Can we see Mr. Bischoff? we got to talk to him. That'd be one of the funnest days for them. No bullshit. Oh, fuck like, yeah. If you just think about it as a wrestler, like unprecedented going live against someone else's show, but pulling that kind of move, Pretty breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yep. Uh, next you get uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Bradshaw. Kamikaze runs in. Taka runs in to make the save. We see a fourth member that's in a mask. And uh, yeah, that's that. Kevin Kelly's trying to interview Dude Love backstage, uh, but he's not having it. Uh, he crosses paths with Vince, and Vince stops him. And and Dude goes, hey, this isn't how it was supposed to happen. This isn't what we talked about. Vince starts freaking out and starts yelling at the camera to have it shut off. 
bitch, shut your mouth. <laughs> Not in front of the cameras, motherfucker. <laughs> DX comes to the ring, and then DOA and LOD 2000 come out. It's Outlaws versus DOA, non-title. DOA pulls the switcheroo and gets the win with the roll-up. We go into the war zone. Uh, match that I always wish we had maybe in, in their primes. Uh, the Undertaker versus Barry Windham. That would have been a hell of a match. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely too too late, but yes. Oh, way too late. Way too late. Uh, yeah, Taker wins, obviously. He cuts a promo on Kane. He goes, last night wasn't the end. It's just the beginning. Why don't you come to the ring so we can finish this? Um, after the break, we come back. Uh, Kane comes out. His arm's all bandaged up. Bearer says this has to stop. Long-winded. Uh, basically, it just gets to Paul Bearer saying that Kane is Paul Bearer's son. Mm-hmm. Bro. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I can't wait because, shit, WWE tries to break the fourth wall again, if I'm not mistaken, coming up in the next couple of weeks with this uh, angle. Katie Vick? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. Will our podcast last long enough to make it all the way into 2002 to watch the Katie Vick, or do we just the do it po- for sure just to watch it? The podcast, maybe. Uh, maybe not The Wars, though. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The Wars. Uh, Kevin Kelly's interviewing Goldust about the title shot. Dude interrupts and attacks him. Uh, says it's his shot. We got DX in the fucking ring again. They run down DOA for that switcheroo that caused uh, the Outlaws to lose. Uh, Triple H says, hey, man, that made me hot. Someone is going to get their ass kicked for it. Uh, I have an open challenge for the European title. It's 8-Ball. As 8-Ball is coming out, Cornette and Severin run past him. Severin just starts undressing. Corny's trying to stop him and slaps him. Severin gets Corny in an arm bar, fucking throws him over his shoulder, choke out, and we go to break. And that's all that happens with that. It never gets Maybe some more next week. We'll find out. Yeah, Maybe I think not. you get a replay when they come back from break. And after that, Cole interviews Austin. Austin's fired up. Uh, you're never getting rid of Stone Cold. Valvina's vignette, the, the same two girls. That's three weeks in a row. Uh, talking about probably his movie. filmed them all the same day. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Uh, he didn't have to She was wearing the same thing every time. There you go. Uh, this movie that he's in is The Big Valbowski, which is that one sticks. So. We get Marrow to the ring. Switch, except his version. This is what you get when you fuck somebody in the ass. You get it? This is what you get. Oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah. You get what you get. You know, explains itself. Marrow comes to the ring, calls Sable down. Uh, Marrow says, you humiliated, you humiliated me last night and you should be ashamed. Uh, you see what happens when I'm not in your corner, Sable. Blah, 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 blah. Sable wants to fight Marrow. I don't know why I took these notes. <laughs> I don't even know why yeah. Vince uh, is shown talking up Briscoe Thanks him in advance And then we get our main event It's Gold Dust versus Austin for the world title Austin flips off Briscoe on his way into the ring McMahon's at the timekeeper table He's got the title in his lap And the uh, hammer in his hand uh, Briscoe shoves Austin a couple times Trying to get him to fight back um, Austin hits a stunner Briscoe does the slow count He stops after two Because he lost his contact lens I'm not going to lie, I laughed. I was like, oh, shit, that's a good one. Dude runs in, attacks Austin. Briscoe doesn't call for a DQ. Vince goes to hit Austin with the title, but he hits Briscoe on accident. And 
busted him open pretty fucking good. That or he hit something on the, I mean, I doubt the padding would have done that. He got fucking busted open pretty fucking good. I think he hit him right in the bald spot. Old people bleed pretty easy. That, <laughs> Austin flips like off babies. You just touch them in the soft spot in the back of the <laughs> oh, head. Jesus Christ! Just <laughs> flick them. Give them a little flick. I'm not saying I've ever up. made a baby bleed. I'm talking about like they had the same. Hey, baby. <laughs> All right, let's go to Nitro. Yeah, this is a weird one uh, because of the NFL. Yo, NFL NBA. It, here's why it's weird about this. I, 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 NBA number one, number That's, two. I said it. Okay, but. Is this not just like promo city? I feel like that's uh, all. They're like, because yeah. they only have two nights because they had to do it in two nights. They're like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck everything else. Let's just have a whole lot of talking. Video packages, promos, recaps. I think they kind of phoned it in because it was, you know, with the playoffs. But here's something I have to say Man, Brett cannot catch a fucking break. <laughs> he turned heel last week. Helping Hogan win the title. And now, the week that you get answers, it's all chopped up into different versions and late at night. I looked this up. Hang on. I want to read this to you. Do you know what time this shit aired? Uh, This one? The one hour one? Uh, 10? Yep. Hang on. Wait. Let me pull this back up here. Okay. So, night one was at... 12.30 12.30 Eastern. Holy shit. Night two was 6, six o'clock six, Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> Not watching either. <laughs> you had to stay right? up an hour after Raw to even give a shit to maybe watch that that night. Nah, right. am I right? Nope, pass. Uh, it was a good one to pass on. Uh, yeah, so the, the Monday night one, the one hour, uh, starts with a, a quick recap of Macho's promo on Thunder. It's on Brett. Being number one on Macho's intergalactic hit list. Oh yeah, intergalactic planetary. Sorry. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good tune. Uh, Nitro girls uh, start off the show. Alex Wright interrupts them, and then security just drags him away. It's fucking hilarious. I love watching him dance. I'm sure you do. It's probably why you're gonna love the feud with him and Disco. NWO music hits. It's Macho and Nash. Uh, Nash does survey time for Hall. It actually brings up, hey, people have been wondering where Hall is. I saw him at Trader Vic's. He was drinking a pina colada. His hair was perfect. <laughs> I popped for that one. I popped. I popped. Uh, Sting says, hey, you want the tag titles? Come and get them. Wolfpack is expanding. Macho's the newest member. Um, he, he's like, I got a surprise for you, Hogan. And Brett, you keep talking. You keep acting like you're the uh, the new sheriff around here. Well, I'll be your Huckleberry. Another great reference. He's fucking killing it with the references. Uh, yeah. And uh, then Nash says, you know, this is the first of many defections. Here's the next one. It's Conan. So there you go. There's your wolf pack. You got your three to start. Wait. It- <clears throat> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So it's funny. I bring it to the table because this fucking Nitro is apparently Juventud Guerrero night. We get a fucking pre-record interview from him. And it's a great one because it's one of those interviews where the camera's like at an angle. It's like at an angle at his face. But then what they do is they switch questions and then the angle's from the other side. <laughs> it was just a, it's almost like they just so flipped trippy. the image. So one time it looks like he's looking left and then he looks like he's looking right. But he's this not is moving what his, his face looks like on it this was... side when he's being asked. <laughs> yeah. But this is what his face looks like on this side when he is answering it. 
it was just weird. Uh, Jericho comes to the ring. He's got that easel at Malenko's picture again. He actually he interviews the, the picture at one point, uh, and he dedicates the match to Malenko. So it's Jericho versus Chavo. Eddie's pushing Chavo down the ramp. Eddie's on the apron. Chavo dr- drop kicks Jericho into Eddie, knocking him to the floor. Jericho wins quick with a lion tamer. Eddie stares down Jericho. Uh, but Jericho blames Chavo for the bump, so Eddie just starts slapping Chavo around. The story. Like sibling rivalry. Continues. Not sibling, but, you know, family. Yeah, close enough. Uh, and then after that, we get a recap of Hoovy having to take his mask off. Because you didn't just do the package on Juventud Guerrera, and we didn't just get the promo with Jericho wearing his mask around his neck. Nope. Let's 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 recap that too while we're at it. This dude lost his mask like fucking two months ago. Yeah, yeah. Just show us getting him getting maced. I'd rather see that. <laughs> it is the more interesting. Bad story. boys, what you want? Um. After that, we get a recap of, and I for some reason I thought this happened on Nitro. Uh, but it was thunder that it happened on uh, Bagwell was in a tag match uh, with Scott Steiner versus Rick Steiner and uh, maybe Luger. Um, Bagwell broke his neck. He didn't really break it. He like bruised, damaged, you know, uh, some of the mm-hmm. vertebrae. But uh, he was in rough shape. He was in a wheelchair for a while, um, which they ended up, you know, pulling into the storyline. Uh, but yeah, yeah he, he was really, pretty. Uh, his neck was like really bru- bruised meat. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah. And it was weird because it didn't look that bad. It was a bulldog. But you could definitely see what happened was, like, he didn't take the bump on the mat with his head, but his head went straight into the back of Rick Steiner's, like, shoulders. So it kind of jammed almost, you know. But you could see Bagwell, like, he took the pin still, but you could see him there talking. Like, I don't know what he was saying, but, yeah, he was pretty roughed up. So no bueno. I think. Man, that must mean that Judy Bagwell's on her way soon. <laughs> oh, fucking great. No, he's got to recover first. Uh, we get another macho promo uh, from Thunder. They just kind of expand on it. Uh, next, Bischoff Disciple and Hogan come to the ring. I didn't pay attention. We get a recap of Brett turning on Piper. Scott Norton versus Goldberg. Goldberg wins 77-0. and Gene's in the ring with Brett, and Brett says, says some shit about, oh, there's a lot of crying and guilt and innocence and... Macho never had the guts to step in the ring with me. Uh, I want to tell Hogan in the world what I did, uh, but I'm not going to say anything until Hogan's in the ring with me so I can look him in the eyes. Um, there's a sign that says Mike Tenay is a dork. <laughs> that That's the end of the show. That's that the end the of the show. hour. That is that's the, the show. end of the yep. hour. Yep. Okay? All right. Well, let's get the other two on the way. All right. First match, Disco Dingleberry versus Benoit. Benoit wins. Malenko's music plays, but it's Jericho to the ring. He's doing the wrist thing like Malenko. I fucking love that. So great. The hairstyle is. Uh... And he's got it. He's got his tongue. Yeah, he's got all. But he's got his tongue like sticking. You know. Yep, hanging out like just like Malenko does. But he has the hair like, like the long back of it is like up on the top of his head. Yeah, they made it just seem like you know. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, they worked though. It's fucking hilarious. Did it. Uh, Jericho versus Psychosis. Jericho wins. They play Malenko's music when he wins. <laughs> Next, Barbarian versus Rocco Rock. Um, Grunge and Hugh Morris get involved. Barbarian wins. Kidman versus Hoovy. Hoovy wins. The Flock flocks. Gene on the ramp with Alex Wright. Give it a rest, pal. Gets taken away by security again. Eddie versus Booker T. Booker wins. Hour two. Marty Janetti versus Saturn. Saturn wins. Gene promo with DDP. 
I still want to fight Raven. Raven says, DDP, it's over. Uh, DDP hits a cutter on Sick Boy, Kidman Powders. A fan attack Kidman. Jerry Flynn versus Goldberg. Kidman is doing a, <clears throat> a great job portraying a heroin addict. He's Absolutely. Yeah, you got to give the kid credit. Can't do anything. They're not giving him anything else to do, so, you know, the one thing they give you, you might as well nail it. Tap it up. Jerry Flynn versus Goldberg. Goldberg wins 78 no. Buffer announces the main event. Sort of. Conan, Brian Adams, Scott Steiner versus Sting, Luger, and Giant. Uh, yeah, NWO Powders, they get counted out. Yeah, it was a, another schmoz to end. It, as soon as I saw it was going to be a six-man main event, I go, wow, this is not even going to end. Uh, yeah, so most matches average time in Nitro are like two minutes and 30 fucking seconds. That's yeah, a, they're pretty that's fucking a weird short. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Your your high flying matches, like your your uh, lucha matches, uh, would tend to cruiser rate ones tend to go through a break sometimes. But other than that, yeah, yeah no. Uh, Gene uh, is in the ring with Brett. They again take a long time to say that. Yeah, I want Hogan out here, and they kind of just drag their feet. You know, Brett kissing Hogan's ass. But the biggest reason I wanted you to be the champ is, and Macho just attacks Brett, and everybody fights. And see you next week on Nitro. What a waste. It's bothering me to watch Brett get wasted, to be honest with you. With yeah, this. it's pretty fucking painful. It's just, it's sad, man, because, like, and I know it's going to happen, but I'm like, oh, my God, I committed to watching this shit now, too. I got to watch this guy do nothing each week. Nothing's put together. Nothing is fitting storyline-wise. Oh, well, you're a face. You came back. You haven't even had anything other than just one match. How about we turn your heel now and you join the NWO because it's kind of a thing we do here. Uh, you're you're kind of a face for a minute and then you kind of join the NWO and you're going to be with Team Bischoff and Hogan and you get that rub. And then we're going to kick you out and probably going to spray paint on your back. Copy, paste, copy, paste. You ain't lying. So when are we tapping out on the wars and just watch Raw only? <laughs> oh no we have to see the train wreck we've got to see when fucking bischoff and fucking uh douchebag russo fucking strip all the titles and like we're just starting over <laughs> you know i was really i was okay right now like being like all right fine we'll watch it but now you really made me depressed now it's only about a year and a half from now yeah it's about a year and a half from now so Great. Awesome. Well, that'll put some butts in some seats. <laughs> you know what's not putting butts in seats? AEW. Let's go to the top topic. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. All two are more. So does room. Yeah, they do. <laughs> The Moss Covered Three-Handle Family Grenunzel. It's me, Austin. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I didn't for the rock. This week's Top Topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheeling dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Yeah.
Ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order, based off the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. If you want something done right, do it yourself, unless you're Tony Khan. That is the premise of our top topic today. TK can't get it done. He obviously doesn't put trust in his people. Professor has something to say. Stop doing drugs, asshole! (laughs) Somebody cancel that man's prescription. (laughs) All right, we we have talked about that it's going to be our top topic about rebooking AEW. We've done a couple of rebookings in in our time. We did the Road to WrestleMania 30. We rebooked the Nexus. Uh, You even rebooked the Black Scorpion. So... This is going to be a little bit different of a rebooking, but at least a better idea as to how you could make AEW better, a better, a fresh start, if you will. Um, so, ODM, take it away. Let's let's see how this breaks down. All right. Well, <clears throat> you know, one of the reasons I love this is because we take different approaches with a lot of things, and I think this is one because you're a huge fantasy booker. I mean, you play wrestling sim games. I mean. This is your shit. This is your fucking arena. So I'm really interested to see how you break this down. Me, I'm kind of just going to freeball it here. I only have one statement in 437 parts. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. I feel like I just gave birth to an accountant. (laughs) Okay. First things first. First things fucking last. Get rid of half the titles. Okay, get rid of half the fucking titles. I don't even want to see Ring of Honor titles on there. I don't want to see AAA titles on there. Unless you're doing a crossover event with New Japan, I don't want to see IWGP titles there. Two Worlds titles, two TV titles, and a men's tag. That's it. That's more than enough. I don't think you even need the two Worlds titles. Well, you do have to have uh, the World and Tag for Ring of Honor and the women's uh, in TV. You're right. But for women... Look at Jade Cargill is just beating jobbers. That whole thing went down the drain a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Tonight, she is facing Taya Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah. We can only hope that Taya wins it tonight. And if she doesn't, I think what needs to be done is you need to put Hater versus Cargill. Or you need to put the next eight women's champ versus the TBS champ. Get it done. It does not need to. And it's funny because wasn't it. Uh, or no, he said it. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, NWA wanted to have more women's titles in the AEW. Yeah, fuck all that noise, Jack. It's the last thing this fucking company. Oh no, no, he wanted in WWE. He wanted WWE, yeah, yeah. Well, even look still, it, I, I terrible don't, idea. It, in, but look what the mid card title is doing to Jade Cargill. So yeah, get rid of the titles. Look, it. I'm okay with the trios titles if. Right now, I'm okay with House of Black having them, but what do you really? 
What's the plan moving forward with the trios titles? Who the there fuck you go. Knows, okay. It'll go back to the elite, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, if Pac ever comes back, who knows? Maybe Death Triangle can get a, a fair shake at it. But anyway, yeah, that's the first thing that's got to happen is you have to get rid of some titles. The next thing you got to do is get rid of some fucking people. And I'm not going to sit here and list every single person that can go, but I'm going to list some. Emi Sakura, Leva Bates, Paige Van Zant, Riho, Yuka Sakazaki. They don't need Did to Did you be literally there. just name all women? No, not, not, I said just the women. I started with the women. <laughs> okay, no, but I'm Relax, saying that's all buddy. you've named so far. Here's Relax. what needs to go. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Soraya, Ruby Soho. <laughs> you know, you, you got Brandon Cutler and fucking Nakazawa, Evil Uno, Fuego Del Sol, Jake Hager, the Hardys, I'm sorry, not sorry. Kip Sabian, Luther, Matt Hardy, Nakazawa, Peter Avalon, Serpentico, Sonny Kiss. I don't even know if Sunny Kiss is still there. That's just that's just the start, okay? That's just the start. Mm-hmm. You got to thin this fucking roster down, and then you got to identify who your top tier stars are, and you just got to put them in programs that last longer than two months, okay? Identify your top people and make them legit contenders. The Thunder Rosa experiment might be over. It might be time to just part ways with her. I hate to say it, but I just don't know uh... if you're gonna be able to repair that. Well, I know that she's injured still, from what I, I just read. Um, but I think she did mend her ways. And, I, you know, there's a lot more shit that gets leaked than we actually know what really happened. Was she no, really certainly. sandbagging people on purpose and shit? You know, it's... It, and I'm I'm willing to give that a chance. You know what I mean? I'm not just checked yeah. out. But, I mean, people like her, you got your Tony Storms. I'm, I'm sorry, Tony Storm, they fumbled her, too. You brought her in and just, mm-hmm. Soraya, be a mouthpiece. You suck at that nowadays more than you ever did. But, you know, I, I like mean, Soraya Ruby Soho. Ruby Ruby Soho should have... Tony is just an extra person in that group to me. I don't care about Tony Storm. She should be on her own. She should be on her own. She's a damn good wrestler, and she should be in the main event picture for the women. You got Britt Baker. You got to do something with Jade Cargill. Ty is there, so maybe you can do something good with that. You know, and Jamie Hayter has really come around. She started as a one-off jobber. Uh, and she's your top tier. And then what you got to do is you got to use this this middle card. You have to use that in the middle card to develop talent, right? You can have some feuds with top tier stars in your middle card. But here's the problem. I think with those that list of women I just gave, you've got a decent division as far as our roster goes. The problem is the booking is all over the place. You have to have these people in feuds where they're not going to look like schmucks. Or make us not care. Mm-hmm. Because the problem with that is your middle card is Abaddon, the Bunny, Chris Statlander, Layla Hirsch, Nyla Rose, Marce- Mercedes Martinez, Ruby. Like, there's not really a Lilo, lot going on Nightingale. there. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, and I would and, put her more at the bottom. But the problem is with every one of them. Is that you're right? None of them have done anything. They're just there. They're I just there. know that they have matches mm-hmm. there. I know that they work there. See, if I had to take the approach, all right, we're talking just women right now, which is great. I didn't think we were going to touch on just all the women <laughs> roster for, at one point right now, but might as well just get that out of the way. If I was to, I would definitely. Well, hey, I'm going to get to my part in a, in a couple of minutes, but with Every one of them, you need to have them in feuds that are, to me, reminiscent of the reason you and I both 
liked Dakota Kai and um who's the forgettable the one. She, well, apparently. <laughs> But do you remember when that feud started happening on NXT? We were like, well, it, it's actually pretty good. It's making me care. They're having their own feud. It's right. a mid-card level feud, something something to pay attention to and care about. Yeah. But if you're only pushing just Britt and Soraya and, and all that group, with uh, that's it, then you're just stopping. You're just coming to a halt, and you're not making – well, obviously, you're not making anything quality you know, of production, but – you're not producing wrestlers to evolve into someone like your next Jamie Hader or Brit or anybody else. Yeah. It's, you know, and here's the thing. I'm not giving any constructive criticism here. I'm just, I'm just pointing out a lot of the flaws and I think they're easy flaws to fix. It's just not going to happen because everybody's Tony's friend. Um, you know, you look at your tag division, who, who do you have as tag teams? I mean, and I guess you can, cause okay. So you've got FTR. It's obviously top tier. Right. You got the Lucha Brothers and you cannot like their style of wrestling. And that's fine. I kind of get down with that, too. But they are a top tier tag team. We just it doesn't seem like we've been seeing a lot of them lately. I hate to say it, but the Bucks have a fan base. They maybe should start be putting over the truly putting over, not in their minds, putting over your mid tier. But I mean, from there, you're going to. The Guns, okay, they've showed some potential. You already put the straps on them once, transitional champs. The Acclaimed, the Acclaimed came a long way. I feel like that was short-lived. You have the Butcher and the Blade, jobber tag team. You got the House of Black. Uh, And then you've got the Blondes, the best friends, top flight, the firm, and private party. Uh, Okay, There's, there's not a lot going on there. Um, because here again, it's another big jump from your top tier to your middle card. Because again, are you really going to have the Lucha Brothers and the Guns have a fucking five star classic? Is that really going to put the Guns over? Uh, there's, there's there's not a lot of substance in that tag division. It seems like we're just getting the same matchups over and over again. The Guns, the Guns were the biggest surprise for tag champs, right. I think. Um, you know, maybe Scorpio Sky and fucking Frankie Kazarian. I don't think anybody really saw that fucking coming. That, that. I definitely didn't see <clears throat> Swirly. Swirly was another weird one, right? But other than that, I mean, it's been pretty fucking standard. The Acclaimed, the Acclaimed wasn't a surprise because everybody was like, fuck, they should have won that night. And then they did it like two yeah. weeks later, right? So Grand Slam. Yeah, so but that's who's gotten <clears throat> the most time is acclaimed and the guns, and now the F- FTR is back, right? If you want to make your tag straps worth anything at all, right now FTR runs the division for a solid year and does not drop those titles. But yeah, what I'm it, saying is they have championship matches, and we're saying quality. Maybe make butcher and blade look good in the match because they can they're both good fucking guys man both beasts from the buffalo area you got also um what was the other team i just had in my head um oh god damn it doesn't matter anybody you could really make more out of it but you just keep doing the same bullshit it's what did i tell you i absolutely love the first two years nothing was repeated no matches Everything was not repeated. 
I have seen some form of acclaimed in guns in every form and fashion for the last two to three months. Jay Lethal and Best Friends and Danhausen and Jeff uh, Jarrett. Same shit, just different time slot of that fucking show. It's the same things over and over and over. They keep doing regurgitated bullshit. They fell into the WWE uh, copy and paste mode. Yeah, 100%. I like what you said. I think you nailed it, and I think that's a specific thing you go with. You take FTR, you have them have championship matches, or at least you know non-title matches every week with the middle card and the lower card. Make them look good. Over the course of the first six months, you're going to know who real contenders are. You're going to see who the fans are getting behind. And then between those and your other you know, top-tier tag teams, you start working on your programs and you start deciding, okay, who are the real contenders? Who are the dark horses? Who are the people that you think are most likely to win? And you kind of book it from there. You have to make FTR stable and credible while giving other wrestlers the opportunity to look good on TV so you can get a better sense of where do we go from here. Where do we go from here after the tag team division? So there's the tag team. The trios division, we can scrap all together. I hate six-man tags. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with a stable with more than two people in it. Uh, There shouldn't be trios titles and whatever. A number one on my list. Tony has to give up booking control. He has to give it to somebody else that knows what the fuck they're doing. All the EVPs need to be stripped of their EVP title. All of them. They cannot be involved in creative other than to suggest things and have discussions with the bookers. That's it. That's it. Stop hot-shotting titles. Stop the fucking hot potato. Pick out your tiers of people. It seems like they're pretty well-defined. You're just not doing anything to develop them. Look at Wardlow and look at Hobbs. Those two should be on a fast track to world titles. And not it's dropping just been... championships to each other and making yeah. the other one look like a bitch. It's fucking Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair all over again. Totally is. That's what I mean, it you is. You can tell me this that Charlotte has 72 title wins. That's fine, but she lost at 73 then to me. You know what I mean? It's just every it's eh. Yep. So yeah, I mean I you know I'm I, like I said, I didn't get into specifics here, but I mean, I think all those things right there is just that, you know, I think it just, it all starts with Tony and the EVPs. All that power has to be taken away and given to somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. And you have people there that know what the fuck they're doing. So let's talk about the world title. Now we're talking about the rebooking here, right? We're trying to rebook AEW. How long does MJF hold this championship? And who beats him? And who's the one to take it after that? So that's a tough question because, I mean, if we're going from, I mean, are we going to take into account what's happened before or are we just going to move forward, like kind of fresh start, kind of like Russo, without actually doing that? I don't know. I don't feel like there is really a good contender just the way that they've been built up. Right? I can sit here and I can tell you Claudio Castagnoli should be a world champion at some point. Okay? And yes, technically he's the fucking ring of honor. Is he? He's, he's, yeah. He is still. Yeah. Okay. Right? But 
again, that's how much fu- it means. You almost fucking, forgot. Yeah, it's fucking Ring of Honor. That's not the show that we're watching. We're watching AEW, right? So again, but again, he hasn't been built in a way that it makes sense for him to get a title shot and to put the title on him. Samoa Joe, you know, Samoa Joe's probably past his prime. I don't really know that he necessarily should be a world champ, but he would be a fucking credible one. You know what I mean? So, you know, you got somebody like that. Um, obviously, if Punk were to come back, I mean, I think there's yeah, the history. I, it's I funny think you that say would... Joe. Imagine him just all of a sudden choking out MJF left and right, left and right, and at least being a threat in, 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 heading to a pay-per-view, even if he puts MJF over. You don't have to win, but yeah, you're right. Joe is a contender, but he's not being treated as such as no. a main event caliber. Nope. Darby Allen, I think it's too, any of the pillars, I think it's way too early. I think MJF's the only one of the pillars that is capable of holding the title right now. But again, I mean, really, I disagree. All, I, it's too early for Darby. It's way too early. I got to be honest with you. I think he's next in line. I don't think Jungle Boy ever gets it. Uh, Sammy, maybe one day, like five years from now. I think it is not a bad time to do it to Darby. I disagree. Uh, you got to keep it on. Uh, yeah, it's you know uh, you know what uh, Cornette reference within a year. Ta- let's put it that way. But go ahead. He talks about Dusty. You know, and one of the things with Dusty is Dusty. His his chase always drew money more money than his title runs did. Well, that's true. That's true. That's the approach that I take. You got to make it mean something, and that's the problem. When a lot of this shit happens. I don't fucking feel like it means anything. Right, so who I takes the title? If if Punk comes back, I think MJF can have separate feuds with little kind of crossovers here and there with Punk, and Punk eventually takes the title. And then from there, Punk will put somebody else over. Punk's reign doesn't have to last long. You know, it doesn't have to be a year. Lord knows the other ones haven't. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he's got to stay healthy. That's part of it, too. Um... But you have all this talent, but again, none of it's been booked. So, I mean, if we want to kind of just fake it and say, okay, here's somebody that's been booked. Um, yeah, I don't know. A good heel. See, that's the other thing with MJF. He makes all the other heels. And that's the other thing. A lot of these people are tweeners. You know what I mean? You, so, so you would uh, need a face. to. You have to have a face beat MJF. That's if what I'm saying. Punk. And then but somebody would take punk, it from Punk. Your next face to possibly beat him, it's probably going to fucking be Adam Page. I bet you they're going to put it back on him at some point. There's Page. You could even do Cole. See, Cole I could see happening with how with his comeback. Let me yeah, ask you. He's... I don't want to take Thunder away. Do you have any more that you were braiding? Oh, no. I, went on, I just went on a rant. I went longer than I should have. No, 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 no. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to... Uh, cut off because here's the one thing I think that needs to happen in AEW. I think you do need the brand split. Why is because this right now moment is 2000 and that's funny. Why? Why? I, it's funny. I saw you do it. Uh, it you're in 2001, 2002. WWE just bought WCW and you have so many fucking guys and now. You also have people who are getting over, and you want to make new stars like Edge, Benoit, 
Guerrero. But you can't do it if everybody is all shifting back and forth. If Austin and Rock are on both Raw and SmackDown, wasn't going to happen. You needed to make the split. I think you need to make a split with your new and upcoming show, Collision. If it is a live show on Saturday night, I have made a mock-up of what I personally would do when it comes to splitting up the rosters. And I'm going to do that in one minute. But here's the biggest thing that you have to keep in mind. Those guys you said, man, you said the Varsity Blondes, or not Varsity, the Blondes, whatever they write. You got uh, Pillman Jr. You got Brock Anderson. You got young guys, Griff Garrison, all these young guys we haven't seen do anything in a long time, and they could be. Right? We're just watching the same shit. I'm tired of seeing Orange Cassidy, but he gets something every week. Everybody gets the same spots. We're not putting new people in there. With a draft, if you have two hours on Dynamite on Wednesday and two hours collision on Saturday, that now gives you room if you are smart enough to go maybe a step back, a little less promos. I understand promos leads to angles, angles leads to... Uh, Storylines storylines lead to ratings of people wanting to keep watching. I do understand the concept of that. However, you do need to keep in mind that if you keep doing the same shit over and over, we have no reason to watch. Why aren't you watching weekly? Why am I not watching weekly? It's the same shit. I already watched Max Caster versus Colton Gunn. And I hate to keep using that one over and over, but God damn it, if that's not what I've seen over and over. So this is going to keep feuds easy right and fresh you'll be able to have mid card feuds upper card and even lower card feuds everybody everybody gets a little time on tv doesn't have to be 20 minute promos just in two hours you could get what probably a good solid eight to ten matches all done with several angles being done if done right not every match has to go through commercial break by the way that's mm-hmm. one thing that's got to fucking God stop. God damn. Some matches can just be six, seven minutes. Not every match has to be 20 minutes apiece. It could be five minutes, too. That's my point. Very easily. Uh, but obviously, it's going to give you more air time to the guys we've been missing. And But here's the only thing I would say. With this brand split, the only crossovers allowed are if you are a champion. So MJF being a world champion can go to both shows. So that means if Kenny Omega is on Dynamite, he can't just show up and start some shit with someone next week. Keep it separate to make a point to actually build out stars. You know, there was a time when Kenny Omega was the world champion. We watched him have match after match after match on Dynamite, and everyone was looking good. We had Penta, Phoenix. He was taking on uh, even Moxie had some okay matches. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are some things that, if you went back two years, the concept they were doing with just wrestling was (laughs) fine. But here's how I would break this up, right? Right now, if we had to split it as is with your champions, so MJF is going to be out of this. But if he wasn't, I would put him on Dynamite. I would keep him Dynamite for now. But your Dynamite roster should be, and this is with your feuds that are moving forward. If you're about to announce Collision, by the way, because we're only a month and a half away from said 
Punk showing up in Chicago to the first AEW Collision show, right? You said like June 17th or some shit like that. Perfect time to say we're going to have a brand split around that time. So keeping with the feuds, everything you got going, that's what I'm keeping in mind here. Here's how I would split up your Wednesday and Saturday. Wednesday would be MJF, Blackpool Combat Club. So you got Claudio, Danielson, Mox, and Yuta. The Elite, Omega and Bucks with Adam Page. Keep the acclaimed there. You take Sammy Guevara out of the JAS. Let him be on his own. That could be a good brand split right there. We could also get a couple of brand splits with some tag teams if we want to do as well. If that goes that road too, I'm okay with it. Um, Also on that show, you keep Jay White, Juice Robinson, Starks, and Hobbs. So you got your some established guys, some of your main roster uh, main eventers, but then guys who can still be built up. You're still going to have your AR Fox and all those other guys that are in here somewhere, right? I mean, I have, there's hundreds at the fucking dispose that I could put yeah. in both of these lists. But that's just where I'm going to leave it for Dynamite. All right. Collision, CM Punk, because obviously with the rumors, okay? And Jericho with the JAS. That's going to be the feud. We already know it's going to be the feud, likely. We kind of already talked that out. But then we're also going to bring over FTR. You're going to put Samoa Joe over there. Adam Cole. Darby Allen. The Guns. I want to see acclaimed and guns separated from each other. It would be really, really nice right now. House of Black and Death Triangle. They're going to put on impactful matches good matches that are good for a Saturday night that makes you want to tune in. All right, Saturday night, some wrestling's on, get some beers going and shit. It, it, if it's done right, you may watch on a Saturday night. I will. We know. We really know we won't. But if it's on and there's some decent wrestling, especially if you found out that tonight on Collision is CM Punk versus fucking Phoenix, I'm watching. Yeah. If I could be live, that's the point. But we're not going to get that if we keep mixing everybody in, right? We have to have these separate rosters. Um, and keep Jungle Boy and your uh, Takeshita and Bandito, your high flyers, but young up-and-comers. Keep those on Saturday. Some of your more modern-stay original guys on Dynamite. That's kind of how I would mix it up. Because now, again, you can have feuds. You can have a feud with Punk versus why not Alistair Black? Someone fucking with him. You know? He yeah. gets all dark and mysterious. No reason you couldn't do that. To the same point that you have Jay White there now. A Jay White-Kenny Omega feud has been years in the making with everything with New Japan and uh, who ran Bullet Club. Perfect time to have that. But you can also have Omega versus Guevara. We never really had that as a feud. Could build up Guevara. But also, again, on uh, Collision, you know, you have Adam Cole there. Adam Cole and Darby. Adam Cole and Jungle Boy again. We know they can work well together. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole yeah. and CM Punk. Or Darby, for some reason, turns heel in against Punk. Whatever. Man, we have a lot of options. But you can't make them all come true if everybody is all in the same roster and there's no way to divide it up. If you're just... Because they're motto right now is whatever happens on dynamite it bleeds a little bit over in a rampage and then we'll just see you next week you have to divide up if you're going to do collision if you do a big car wreck of your roster going forward 
I think you're going to fail very, very soon because you can't keep shit straight. You know how I feel about roster splits, but you make a lot of sense. Uh, I think you can fix that problem by just booking better and cutting the roster in half. Well, absolutely. But look, you do need to keep a lot of your small guys around because Samoa Joe needs to beat the piss out of AR Fox. Or no, you sure, your jobbers. Have yeah. Kenny Omega go over on your Pillman Jr. But we can also make stars out of it. But exactly. You can't, you're not going to get airtime. I'm going to see Brock Anderson on TV twice a year if we keep with how it is right now. Right. If you have a split, maybe 10 times a year, but it's eight more than I planned on or than I thought we were going to get. I'm just saying there's no way that you're going to make your next people coming up. You're sitting there saying it's too early for Darby. Yeah, but guess what? The company is now heading into its fourth year soon. At some point, you're either made or you're not. Yeah. And Hangman Page was your first big attempt at putting it on a young guy. Now you put it on MJF, who's really the next guy. All we could think of is we keep saying punk and, and you know, that's it. But do you make Kenny a two-time? Please fucking hell don't ever put it back on Moxley. Yeah. So... I think they painted themselves into a corner by putting it on MJF. Because you don't want to hurt MJF, but you need a face to do it. You should have had a face win the championship. Yeah. I don't know. It's all fucked up. They've been painting themselves in the same corner for fucking four years now. So Draft split. And I'm telling you right now, if you go with my formula, I don't care if you put Punk on Dynamite and then do everything I said about uh, everybody on collision, you know, split, you know, flop one to the other. But you know, Adam Page, Elite, and Kenny, unless they're all getting together uh, with Punk, they're all separate from each other. That's why I had yep. Page with Bucks and Kenny. You that have sounds- to do a draft because there's no way that they're all. If Punk happens to be in the same area as some of these guys on the same night, if you want to do for pay per views, fine here and there, but for weekly shit. It's just going to blow up again if it's as real as they're acting. I still call at least 50% work on some of the shit. Or really wow me. Say we're going to have a draft. You put the elite on one of the shows and then fucking have punk on that show and just go at it. Now you're just being crazy. No, I'm being logical. I'm thinking like a wrestling booker. Make money. No. No, 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 no. I'm not thinking like Vince McMahon. I'm thinking like a real smart booker. I'm not on drugs either, like Tony. I mean, I'm on... Well, look, at. I'm just saying that there's ways that you can make it better, and they're taking every route not to. Hey, Jude. No. Okay. Oh, you're trying to make it better? Take a sad song song, make it better? better? Yeah. Okay, I got it. Lame reference. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I should have booed you. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Look, at there's options when it comes to this, this AEW uh, dilemma. I think they've really screwed themselves. I think they never realized that Cody leaving could make a pretty good impact, but also everything that happened with Media Scrum, I think that right there put the biggest halt 
and expose the balls out of the company. And now they just don't know what to do to come out of it. I feel like ever since September, they had a pretty good momentum and all of a sudden September and it just, just downhill. Just like Cornette run it. Never. Motherfucker. Only if they were allowed to let him be uncensored. Right, he doesn't I don't even like have to be on camera. Well, it's true. Well, let us know what you think. Let us know if you think that we should be having someone else as a world champ. Let us know. Send it in the comments, whatever one you're listening on, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, all those different MySpace. social media platforms. MySpace. Oh, I miss MySpace. I totally would have had you in my top eight. Next to seven bitches. All right, we'll see you guys next week. We are the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. Five words are coming out of his mouth. Hinchcliffe, you're a fucking mark. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, the doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. I don't even know where to start. I just fucking hit record, and we're just going to run with this. Uh, so Triple H unveiled the new world heavyweight title on WWE Raw. I have not seen any details if this is going to be in supplement to the two belts that Roman already has, or if this is going to replace both belts as a single. Because the way that Triple H cut the promo made it seem like it's going to be a title that's going to be held by a champion that's not like Roman. So you're going to have three world title belts now? Oh, I'm sorry, two world and one universal. Right, right. Uh, the belt. The belt looks like... The, dude, if the IWGP title that we have now was the combination of Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo and the Divas title, this is the combination of the big gold belt and the current IC title in WWE. It's... Yeah, don't try to sit here and mean, tell me it looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. It's a big fucking shiny belt. Everybody likes those. It's... It's a fucking bastardization of the big gold belt, of the world heavyweight title. The title that Flair brought from WCW to WWF television. And don't come at me and tell me that, yeah, well, fucking Arquette held the big gold belt too. Blame that on Bischoff. Look at the track record before all that nonsense happened. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. If this is literally just a third world title, then fuck it. it they're, they're, they're just as bad as AEW. And if it's a unification, fine. I can buy that a little bit more because Roman shouldn't have two titles. Just fucking unify it and make it one title. I really hope that's the direction they're going. 
Uh, it just doesn't seem like that. Unless that was Triple H just saying that Roman's going to lose at Backlash. If he's even wrestling at Backlash, who the fuck knows? Fuck that belt. Hate it. This chicken nugget pen hits like Ike Turner. Rogan had a fucking run this week for guests. Howie Mandel, Jim Brewer, Joey Diaz, and Ric Flair. Oh, the really? Fla- the flare one was cool because he's pushing his edibles and his fucking weed on the show. <laughs> but Tony Hinchcliffe was on the show. You know who Tony Hinchcliffe is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I figured. Um, he was on the Undertaker podcast because <clears throat> he's a he's a big wrestling fan. So, And I kind of thought this when I listened to the Undertaker one, but I think of it even more now during the Ric Flair one. Tony Hinchcliffe is a huge fucking mark. Oh, yeah. He, like, he remembers shit. I mean, he knows shit. He, I'm sure he's a fucking huge fan, but, dude, like, he didn't know that Anoki fought Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I. he's one of those guys that claims that he watches all the time, all of his life, but... I'm not even he, saying, yeah, see, I'm saying, you know, I listen, I'm sure he is a big fan. He knows some shit, but he's a fucking mark. I don't like him. I don't like his face. Honestly. He does have a punchable face. Oh, easily. Easily the most punchable face next to uh, Joey Guevara. Oh, well, the list goes on. <laughs> 